I just really wanted to do this series kind of, I felt like it was in line with where kind of the teachings have been building over the last year. We've almost been going for a year in Jubilee Online. It's been really fun. A lot of you guys have joined us for a, a significant portion of that. It's been so great having you. Um, and I felt like, you know, there comes a point after you've heard the gospel for a while, sometimes people, they, they're like, why isn't it working for me? Or I went, to, I went to a lot of conferences or I went to a lot of sessions and I expected, you know, everything to be different. And sometimes it does just pop. I mean, some people hear the gospel just a couple times and it's like everything is wrecked and changed and the world's upside down. And some people hear it a thousand times and they're like, I don't get it. Why is everybody else saying this is such great news? You know, and I don't understand, you know, how all that works. Um, nobody does. Don't try to figure it out. If anybody thinks they have it figured out, they don't. Uh, but we know it's all good. His timings are perfect. Um, how, how and why Holy Spirit's awakening us at different, you know, speeds and different ways. It's no one's going to complain in the end, you know, we're all going to be like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And really, um, rather than even focusing on all that, just, you know, you just start thanking him anyway and just start enjoying what you can enjoy already in the moment. But I just felt for a while and, and I've found this effective, especially like in sharing with individuals over the years, like that a lot of times when we hear the message, uh, it, it hasn't quite like maybe you know, maybe you don't feel drunk every day or you haven't seen the fruit yet because there's still a lot of lies that we're entertaining or we haven't just learned the simple things that we've been talking about in this series about taking thoughts captive and truth therapy, um, which, you know, it's, it's simply what Paul said in Romans 12, like be not conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by this gift of the renewing of the mind that we have, you know, so it's, it's, it, it, it over and over repeated through the scriptures, like set your mind on things above, whatever is true, whatever is noble, think about such things. It's like repeated over and over. In fact, it may be the most repeated exhortation in the scripture. And so, and I found it so like liberating and effective when there comes a point where it's like the only thoughts that you allow really are our good news, gospel realities, things that agree with the finished work. Uh, that doesn't mean we're fighting off other thoughts. Uh, we've talked about that, you know, over and over in this series. It's not about fighting or denying or repressing, but it's it's just you you have the ability to set your attention and set your mind and set your focus. And whoa, and and with a lot of revelations in the gospel, once you see something, it's like, especially once you maybe you get that gift a few times, where it's like the aha moments of the gospel keep coming. There comes a moment where you become ruthless with your thoughts and saying, I'm not going to receive anything other than like, I have life forevermore. I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm prosperous. We're going to go over some of those things tonight. Maybe at the end, we'll ask you what are some of your favorite little truth therapy revelations that you kind of rehearse. But um, I wanted to go over a couple things that maybe we missed in the series, maybe tie some things together. If you're just joining in for tonight, it's the fourth part of the series, so you may want to go back and watch or listen to some of the other ones if you're on the podcast, on YouTube later, um, or whatever, because we are in part four. So this isn't going to be explaining the whole thing again. I felt I wanted to just kind of touch on a couple things that maybe we didn't touch on yet. So 
part one of tonight. Woo! And I'm excited about this. It's one of my favorite themes. And and uh, we get it all the time. And I probably mentioned this like maybe too many times, but I don't think we really hit on it much during this series is just the, the question. Well, first of all, I posted on my Facebook today. I was like, man, the church needs an overhaul in so many different areas, right? I mean, so many different areas. Uh, man, we're just seeing, I, I could go off on it. I mean, all the weird scandals that are going on. There's just so many crazy things. But one of them is just uh, an overhaul in the area of happiness, in the area of being okay with being happy and okay of being joyful. Um, the question I just wanted to address briefly because we didn't really say it, but like in these true therapy sessions, are we just encouraging people to be happy all the time? Hmm, interesting question, right? <laughs> are we just telling people to be happy? Well. Firstly, there's a weird pressure that I know some of you probably spent time in the church feeling like you were supposed, let's put a smile on that face, like let's all act happy, like we're, you know, we're, we're, we're the redeemed brother, like too blessed to be stressed, you know, uh, that there's this weird pressure in some Christian circles to just act and perform. And we want to say that is anti-gospel, <laughs> like that is anti-Christ, thank God, like performance mentality is over. Just, just say it with me, like performance mentality is over. Ooh, thank you for that liberty, Lord, that we don't have to act any certain way ever. Um, at the same time, most Christians think that happiness is just kind of maybe like some part of it or at, at, at worst so i would say half of christianity like teaches you that happiness doesn't matter that you're supposed to lay happiness down on the altar and it's all about either holiness or service or love but love disconnected from pleasure from happiness from joy you know so um yeah oftentimes we've thought about that the christian life is about service suffering laying down our lives as if that's not full of bliss and joy. But what is Jesus's lifestyle? So when we, act, when we talk about happiness, that so many people get offended, so many people think it's not biblical, or they're afraid of slipping back into performance, but what is an accurate, like biblical view of happiness? And are we really like, is this gospel about returning our, our mindset, returning our lifestyle to a happy life? Um, what is it about? I mean, most of you already know where I'm going with it, so you wouldn't be in Jubilee Online Church, but it's just worth saying again, um, what is Jesus's lifestyle in the church supposed to be all about? What is the Christian life marked by? Um, so the Westminster Catechism, which is, you know, it's a re reformed catechism, and John Piper quotes it, and a lot of you guys already know, so it's like, to glorify God and enjoy him forever. That's what the Christian life is about, to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And Piper changes one word and says to glorify God by enjoying him forever. Now, this is accepted in a lot of the Christian world, but it's still, you know, it's, it's, a, it's still a little nebulous. Um, you know, I mean, some of us would just say to love and be loved, you know, and that's that's pretty drunk. But then a lot of times, even this glorifying God, even enjoying him forever, loving, being loved, we still disconnect that stuff from happiness a lot of times. For we, we, we've given happiness a bad name. We've actually made it sound like happiness is shallow. 
because oftentimes the happiness of the world is shallow. The happiness of the world is based on circumstances. It's based on just when things go right. Like Jesus said, just like the Gentiles, if you only love those that love you, it's just like that's that's what you know everyone does. Like everyone's happy when they win the lottery, you know, whatever. But the Christian life is is about a substantial happiness. And when I'm talking about taking thoughts captive, so this is like one of the you know, maybe still a unique mark of our ministry, and maybe it's what draws you to Jubilee Online Church. I don't know. But like, we're boldly saying like, you are meant to be ecstatically happy as a mark of your everyday life, like freaking out of your mind with joy and ecstasy, regardless of circumstance. And I wanna share a few scriptures that point to this. And I do believe that uh, the, you know, true therapy is about returning our thoughts back to uh, the reality, which is more ecstatic, which is produces wah, more happiness and life and joy forevermore in the mundane, as as Torrance was saying earlier, in the everyday, like it's it regardless of circumstance. Um, so what is Jesus's lifestyle in the church supposed to be all about? Let's read a few scriptures. Um, ooh, Ephesians 2, 7 to 10. Said this one many times. This is this is good. I'm gonna read like ten scriptures in a row, so or ten different passages. Maybe you want to get a little Bible and look at these and put your eyes on the page, because I still you know see people uh, over and over like feel pressured back into an old Christian mold of like, well, I'm just loving by choice, brother. I'm just waking up every day to serve everybody. I'm waking up to get you know to just to do my best and wait till I die. Uh, I want to look at the Bible and see if the Bible debunks that. If the Bible is about ecstasy, woo, if the Bible is about uh, a, a different type of life. So Ephesians 2. Shing, ding, ding, ding. Thank you, Lord, for the word expressed in the scripture. <laughs> Ephesians 2, 7 to 10 says that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus, by grace you've been saved, not your own doing, the gift of God, not a result of works that no one boasts. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. Woo! I think there's a lot of substance in this about why you were made, why I was made, why we're here. What's the point? I love to get right to the, to the point, honestly. like. Um, I love theology, but again, it, I love learning anything, but I want to get always down to like, what's the the core reality of that? Um, I think Ephesians 2, 7 to 10 really gets at it because it says, here's the point of your life that he could show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward you. That's why you live. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're not here just to, to save anybody, to, to suffer for everybody. To You're here so that the Trinity can be super kind to you, <laughs> to be showered with grace. That's why that's why I exist, to be showered with grace. Whoa. To be, I'm the object of the affection. I'm the trophy bride. I'm the one, like, I'm just here to get carted around and be, he's, so he can be kind to me. That's why I'm here. Now, if that doesn't sound like happiness, I don't know what, you, what is, you know what I mean? Uh, and then in the second part of it, it does say that we're created for good works out of the overflow of that that he's already prepared beforehand that we would walk. Walk is a leisurely thing. We would leisurely walk in these things that he's already put within us. So 
it's like you're you're getting showered with love and out of the overflow of that love you're going to do good works and stuff so there there's an easy explanation i think that one's really powerful to to meditate on especially related to happiness and joy what we're taking thoughts captive to is this reality okay uh, let's look at Isaiah 25. We're going to go back to the OT. You want to see the meaning of life. This is hammered. This is hammered. The point of salvation wasn't to get you to heaven after you die. Isaiah 25 says, uh, here's the point, starting at verse 6, Isaiah 25, 6. That on this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow of aged wine well refined and he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples the veil spread over all nations he will swallow up death forever the lord god will wipe away tears from all faces and the reproach reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth for the lord has spoken it will be said on that day, behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Ooh, the meaning of life to get to feast on the mountain. Whoa, to be satisfied with fat things, with well-refined wines, not just any wine, the finest is wine on the lees. Some translation says the really strong, aged, potent, like tasty stuff. <laughs> it, salvation has been, you know, relegated to this thing about getting us out of sin so we can go to heaven someday. Rather than, I mean, what if, what if, you know, as Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand that Jesus brought the heavenly life to us. Ooh. But that's not happy, right? Like that's not consistently happy. No, 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 no. Uh, Yes, it is. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's the reality. <laughs> I mean, we quote this one all the time. I'm just going to read it quickly. But John 10, 10 and 11, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I came they may have life and have it abundantly because I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The sheep aren't the one laying down their lives to save everybody. Of course, you're going to lay down your life in a, in a sense out of an overflow after receiving the abundance, but it's because you've been showered with bliss, joy, satisfaction, life forevermore, that you're able to overflow to others. Woo. If it's about stealing, killing, or destroying, that's not God's will for you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> once and for all. Come on. I can't tell you how many Christian theologies, though, are they make it sound like our life is about getting something stolen from us, killing ourselves, you know, destroying something like that's the other guy. <laughs> that's not what he has for us. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God. Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29, he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. I came that you might have rest. Take my yoke on you. Learn from me. I'm gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls. Whoa, yo. This stuff is, I mean, it's happy. It's, it's, it's utterly overflowing with ecstatic, drunken bliss. Rest for your soul. My God. John 15, 9, he says, uh, I've loved you the way my father has loved me. Make yourselves at home in my love. Whoa. 
If you keep my commandments, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I've done. Kept my father's commands, made myself at home in his love. I've told you these things for a purpose. Here's the whole purpose, right? This is why Jesus came, why Jesus taught. He says, I told you this stuff for a purpose, that my joy might be your joy. Oh, yo! That your joy would be full. Uh, this is my command. Love one another the way I've loved you. So there it is. That his joy would be our joy. His joy. The joy of the Trinity. Yo, come on. I just rebuke every suffering theology in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I can't be bothered with it, man. I just, there's so many things that creep in. Like maybe it's not that good, you know. Maybe they're exaggerating God's goodness. I, I get it every time. That's why it's like, good to set your eyes on the page. Jesus said everything that he was saying was that his joy would be ours. Woo. Everything that he was teaching was for joy. And then he said, yes, out of that, love one another the way I have loved you. As he loves us extravagantly, then we love others. Woo. But that love has no power without joy. Glory. And it's okay to say happiness in there. Whoa, it's okay. It's okay. The whole point. The whole point. Let's let, let me let me do one more here. One more line. Um, shing ding ding. Actually, there's a lot of lines here. The Sermon on the Mount. You know. So there's a lot of people that will debate this. On I kid you not, they will debate that life is about happiness and joy, pleasure, ecstasy, and love. It's sharing it just that you can be happy every day. Um, whoa, there's a lot of people that will debate it. They'll even debate whether happiness is a good thing, which that's why I'm like, the church needs an overhaul, right? <laughs> like, we're not even sure if happiness is a good thing. How sick is that? Liter literally, how sick is that? We're not, and a lot of us still feel bad about feeling good. I just want to release you from that lie. It's okay to feel good. It's, you're allowed to feel good. In fact, you were created to feel good. Like, <laughs> you were made to feel good. It's, it's, this is what we're taking our thoughts captive back to because religion does not want you to believe that. Religion wants to wrap you up in so many little, you know, jots and tittles. wrap you up in so much other distractions that you can't just live life, enjoy your family and friends and the Trinity and feel good. Like it's really simple, but looking at the Sermon on the Mount is, is a good uh, remembrance because Jesus himself appeals to happiness throughout the entire thing. Have you guys heard this before? Like in the Sermon on the Mount, the whole thing is he says, blessed are whatever. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Well, the word blessed, here's the amplified translation. It says, blessed, happy, to be envied, to be spiritually prosperous with joy and satisfaction in God's salvation, regardless of outward circumstances, are the poor in spirit. <laughs> Woo! Let me read it again. Let me lay it out there again. Oh, let's, let's do another one. Um, Blessed and fortunate and happy and spiritually prosperous in the state in which the child of God enjoys his favor and salvation are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. <laughs> 
blessed, happy, to be envied, to be spiritually prosperous with life, joy, satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of outward circumstances, are the merciful. <laughs> now, that's not just in the Amplified. Every translation uses the word blessed. There's actually a couple that use the word blissed or, or oh, the bliss of the merciful. Oh, the bliss of the poor in spirit. Oh, the bliss. Jesus himself is pointing to the fact that these things were unto something else, right? It's not just be merciful for the merciful sake. He's literally appealing to the fact you want to be happy, right? Well, those that are happy are the merciful. He's telling you the path of happiness, right? In the very beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. And I love, now in Matthew's version, it, it, I think he, it, Matthew doesn't really direct you as much to um, the gospel as Luke kind of does in his, in my opinion, in his uh, Beatitudes. Because in Luke's, it actually, when you read it, you kind of can see that the, the, the Sermon on the Mount was directed at the difference between law living and gospel living. Like in law living, it says, um, it says, uh, Luke 6.24 it says, woe to you who have your fill now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh, but you will wail and weep. And what's he talking about? He's not saying we shouldn't be laughing now. He was speaking to a people under the law who were satisfied in the law, who were, uh, you know, living in a state of finding their fullness on performance. Finding their, and so he's saying, woe to those of you who are rich now under the law. Woe to you who found your satisfaction uh, in, in performance. And, and uh, he says, when all men speak well of you in verse 26, because you're such a great you know, law giver or whatever, or law abider. Um, and then he says, you know, blessed are you who are poor now under the law, like can't, who can't do it under the law. He says, because the kingdom of God will be yours. What? In the gospel. He says, blessed are you who are hungry under the law. You realize you can't, do this thing. You need a gift. You need Jesus. He says that then you will be satisfied, right? But in all of those things, he's appealing to happiness. And I just wanted to point that out again, because um, as we're talking about the gospel, firstly, like people still think the gospel is about us suffering. I mean, I kid you not, like I, there, I, I spent five to 10 years thinking that the gospel was about how much I could lay my life down. Like it was about dying dying daily instead of living daily. And if we're dying daily and we're spreading that message to everyone around us, now the whole world is in death. That sounds like the enemy to me. That sounds like the other guy, right? <laughs> so when we're, when we're coming to truth therapy, the truth isn't bringing us back to, you know, as we read 2 Corinthians 10, where he says, I'm taking all thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Religion will interpret that and say, look, he's taking every thought captive to try to obey Jesus more. Right? The law says, I knew it. You know, that look, it's, there it is. The obedience of Christ. It's about you laying your life down and suffering like Jesus did. It's like, no, 2 Corinthians 10.5 is about taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, to what he did. His obedience, which created a whole new world, uh, killed your old man, resurrected a new man, and created a whole new creation. That's what the obedience of Christ did. Whoa. So instead of looking at that passage and thinking, oh, I'm taking every thought captive to trying to follow Christ's example, 
Now, I, instead, I'm taking every thought captive to the happy, ecstatic new world that's been given freely. I see all things new. I see what the finished work of Christ accomplished for me and for everyone else. And it changes everything. It flips you from dying daily to living daily. Now, as you live daily, of course, in the ecstasy, we give our lives to lay our lives down for others, but because that's the happy life. As Jesus said, happy are those who you know are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Happy are those who are merciful, are peacemakers. There's a joy in that kind of lifestyle, but it's out of living, not out of dying all the time. The death already happened. The obedience of Christ took our death. He did it for us. Now we're just blessed, 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 so we can overflow love. Anyway, it's just it's so sad to me how many uh, how many people, like Christians, followers of Jesus, are afraid of happiness. And not only are they afraid, so some begin to embrace a little bit of happiness, but they don't know that literally, not just we should not just not be afraid of happiness. It's the definition of your every moment now. Every moment is pregnant with a million colors and songs of our union and our communion and, and our bliss. And yet most Christians are still afraid of even feeling good. So, whoa. So you can't even take thoughts captive to the gospel until you're okay with good news. You know, until you're okay with happy news, until you're okay, like you, you have to see this. And, and people fight it in their minds for years. And they, there's, there's probably 1 million Christian books that would direct you away from happiness. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so tragic. Uh, woo. When the very Beatitudes assumes you know, Jesus wouldn't have said, blessed are the peacemakers, if he wasn't assuming that you want a blessed life. You you were created to, to desire a happy life. That's not wrong. That's not bad. You're not wicked for wanting to be happy. Everyone wants to be happy. Even the people that resent happiness think they're going to find some happiness in their little misery party. You know, they're only doing their misery party because they think it's going to feel better than the other stuff. And they're, and they're still looking for happiness even though maybe it's like a tainted happiness or whatever. Every, you can't stop it. That's the, and that was the message, you know, of, of like Crowder's book, The Ecstasies of Loving God, right? Or John Piper's like, you know, to Christian hedonism. Um, I'm not a Piper fan, but I like that one. I think he was right on that. Like, you can't stop searching for happiness. You can't, you were built for, everyone is trying to get that fix of bliss, and only the gospel gives it in such a way that it overflows and you're able to be so happy that you can love and serve others. So a lot of you guys know this, you wouldn't have been here, but it's just good to rehearse. Like it's okay to be happy. Not only is it okay, it's what we're taking thoughts captive back, not to try to be, uh, I'm trying to be happy, but to look at him, to feel the Trinity's thoughts, emotions, and desires inside of us that, that aren't gonna make you depressed. <laughs> when you feel the thoughts, desires, and emotions of Trinity inside of you, I mean, what does that do to you right in this moment? What does it make you feel? Yes, sometimes they grieve over the issues in this world. Sometimes they feel a little bit of, of grief, of sorrow over things, but their overarching, defining experience of life is happy is bliss, is life forevermore, whoa. 
glory. So that is what uh, taking thoughts captive is going to produce. And, you know, ultimately that's what they're doing in your life. They're here to bliss you out, to bless you. Jesus came to bless you once and for all and it's done and it's true and you're already blessed. You can't escape. All you can do is, you know, either believe the truth or believe a lie. And we're coming into that truth therapy reality where we're we're seeing we're full, we're complete, we're whole. We're becoming ruthless with our thought patterns um, and our emotions and desires patterns. So I want to talk about that again. Um, we just finished point number one. <laughs> now we're going to move to point number two. Uh, and Adrian brought this up last week, and I thought it was super good, and we hadn't touched on it much. Um, but we're talking about, again, we're talking about thoughts, desires, and emotions. This is really practical when it comes to truth therapy. Um, and I think Adrian said this last week, like, you are not your thoughts, right? Now, a lot of us have heard that. Maybe a lot of us kind of believe that. You are not your thoughts. Or you could say another way, every thought that comes to you isn't necessarily your own. Everything that crosses through your head doesn't mean you have to own it. Every emotion that you feel may not even be yours. If somebody next to you is feeling something, sometimes you just get that residue off of them. Or again, like we mentioned before, sometimes when you watch uh, like a horror movie or you watch any movie, they have they, they build the music into the background to make you feel certain things. That's why movies can be so exciting or so scary or so tragic or, you know, whatever. They just manipulate with the lighting and the, and the sound and the music and the, the mood and everything. So... But unfortunately, there's a whole bunch of people that don't realize that every thought, desire, or emotion that crosses through our being it isn't ours, right? You don't have to own it. You don't have to dwell on it. You don't have to process it. I want to say that over some of it. You don't have to process every thought. You don't have to go to therapy for every emotion. You... Now, we've talked before, sometimes there are things that just keep cropping up over and over. Sometimes that stuff, if it's happening over and over, something tormenting, something you know, tragic, some emotion, strong thing keeps gripping you, maybe you do want to talk to a friend, maybe you want to talk to a professional. Um, but it's really important, part of truth therapy is coming to identify and own only the things that are a part of your new creation self, only the things that are a part of your union with Jesus. You only want to own things that Jesus would own, right? Is Jesus depressed? No. Is Jesus worried about this thing? Now, there are different ways of dealing with worry. Sometimes it's okay to just talk to a friend about it, get prayer, express, whatever. But a lot of times, just a little truth therapy saying, Jesus, what are you thinking about this? What are you feeling about this? Boom, it's dealt with. You don't have to process it all. You don't have to go through hundred things. And this is how you can stay in bliss so much more consistently. Just it's, it's just not having to own every one of those thoughts, emotions, and desires. It's another beautiful revelation of the new creation is that you don't have any negative, unloving, unhappy thoughts or emotions or desires. You don't have any sinful desires left in you. So, if there's anything that feels like I'm, I'm annoyed by this person, I don't like this person, or I don't like myself, or I, the world feels bad and broken and stuff, take a moment and recognize, is that coming from the core of who you are? 
is that resonating deep within or is that just some thought that's kind of popping through you know and it's just so beautiful to know that the core of who you are is is beautiful is complete is whole is new so and especially i think a lot of contemplation is just sinking into that core of who you are it's like coming out of this busy confused thing with you know sometimes you're hearing all this stuff and sinking i feel it down here i feel it actually in my chest and in my belly i feel holy spirit in there and i could you know some people are like what do i want to what do i what should i do with my life i've been seeking god every day well just sit and notice what are the things deep within you that you want to do that you love like that you're new you could the heart was deceitfully wicked under the old testament law mentality but in the new creation, new covenant, the heart is holy. So this is huge. So this is now why you don't need a million processes, you know, discipleship programs, therapies, counseling forever. Maybe you will need that in some temporal like way. But the best therapy for us is recognizing I'm already whole. Jesus is in there. Like, woo! Like Baxter always says, ask Holy Spirit, are you in me? Ask Jesus today, are you in me? Well, <laughs> you're going to feel stuff going on in there. And maybe you're like, it's still at a place where you're like, I don't feel a lot. That's okay. Just stay with it. Every, you know, every day, just take a little time. Sit there and just don't, don't try to figure anything out. Don't try to analyze anything. But just sit and say, Jesus, are you in me? Can I, what am I, let me feel something of your thought. Let me feel you in me. Yep, drink, don't think, Adrian said. A lot of contemplation is that. There's a time for thinking, but honestly, there's a time for drinking too, you know? Like, And especially if you've been worried or if there's been a lot of negativity, you're concerned, it's time to drink because you're can't. you not going to think your way out of it. Honestly, you're not even going to drink your way out of it, but noticing him inside of you is the way out of it. He is the way and he's real and his life is there. And a lot of times we're just stuck in our thoughts or we're stuck and they're not even our thoughts. They're actually fleeting thoughts. They're lying thoughts. I, I actually tell people a lot, like it's just important to notice that there are such a thing as lying thoughts, emotions, and desires. And those that's not coming from you. Um, truth therapy is noticing the deepest part of who you are and just being ruthless and saying, I'm not going to identify with anything else. I don't care what worry says. I don't care what my family said. I don't care what that person that spoke negatively about me said. I don't care about anything other than what Jesus says when it comes to my identity, the thoughts that rule my life. And those are always, you know, his celebration over you, his pride in you, his power in you, his completeness in you, whoa, and his bliss that all is done and all is whole and all is alive. I mean, feel Holy Spirit right now. Whoa. How is Holy Spirit feeling right now? <laughs> yes, there may be some things that Holy Spirit is serious about, but the most serious thing the Holy Spirit is about is that joy. Is the Wonderland. Whenever I feel Holy Spirit, I'm, I kid you not. Anytime I feel you, Holy Spirit, if I, I always use this word, is the most hyper optimistic person in all of existence. It's like, whoa! Like this is why we, you know, I during worship, I usually have to just kind of stand and move a little bit, like just kind of 
it's like electricity is coursing through my body because that's the truth of how Holy Spirit feels. And that's truly how you feel. And it's okay to like just let yourself feel ecstatic and be like, I don't know, there was another thing, but I take it captive. To I, I was feeling something else. I'm going to look at Holy Spirit again. I'm going to look at Jesus again, my completeness in him. I'm going to look at Abba's face. I'm going to feel them inside me. Woo! And I just got therapized. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yo, 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 yo. Glory, glory, glory. Therapized. <laughs> It's okay, guys, that, um, to be ruthless in this stuff too. Because I know some of you have, you had people that spoke lies over you for so long that they felt like a core truth or they kind of recur. So sometimes you need to hear the truth a lot of times maybe to replace that. I don't know. Sometimes one just one anointed moment of hearing from Abba snaps it all off. Sometimes you just need to go back and hear it again. But either way, it's like I want to encourage you ruthlessness in all this stuff, it's like, I have no room anymore for like thinking that I'm powerless, that I'm stuck, that I'm alone, that I'm broken. I have no room for that. If that stuff starts to come in, I just, I'm ruthless. I'm not a victim to that. Just because that thought is crossing my mind, I said, that's not mine. That does not belong to me. Shing, ding, 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 whoa. And it's not effort because the Holy Spirit's always there to partner with you, to energize you, to come back to, to the truth. Um, and, and in saying that, let me move to point three here. Woo, Melinda, I love it. I love interaction. I love when people raise their hands. What do you got, Melinda? Is it okay now? Sorry, I didn't know you were getting to oh, Yeah, I like it. If not, yeah, I would no. just say no. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Yeah, yeah just yeah. just quickly. Um, I I mean, yeah, I understand. You know, with the truth therapy and everything, and in the Mirror Bible, it it has been um, a, a great improvement um, with stuff. And um, but just quickly, I I was just wondering. Um, I won't give myself an as as an example, but just you. I'll ask for your, you know, your um, situation when you um, first started hearing all this stuff or whenever, like, um, uh, like with an emotional thing, you know, if something from the past keeps coming up, blah, 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 whatever. And um, <clears throat> like, um, uh, I don't know how else to phrase it, but unfortunately, if you've ever been like side swiped in your car or something like it happens so quickly you 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 can't even think and the thing already happened type of thing so what what would you say with an emotional um example of a side swipe type of thing um you know i know it's still you know concentrating on the the truth and jesus you know jesus's truth is above my truth at that moment but you know what i'm saying like sometimes something happens so freaking fast yes you don't you don't even have a a, a freaking second to to say the word jesus or holy spirit 
you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and you know, maybe it's an emotional thing that is not so nice. You know, maybe a quick little thing in the supermarket. Yeah. Okay. You have enough time to think about that one and put it in perspective, but yeah. obviously something, maybe something with a person, you know, a family member that's more emotionally close to you or more, um, deeper relationship what whatever I, i'm just wondering like how how you know how did you handle something like that yeah that's so good yeah. <clears throat> yeah you know i i, I think so let, let me see if i understood you correctly it's like you're saying like in the moment when like just something happens and you you have a negative response really quick kind of like what what do you do then is that what you're kind of saying yeah. Yeah, a negative response, and even if it's a closer, as opposed to a supermarket situation with a, a stranger, you know, a, a closer yeah. family member, where it's, you know, like a more explosive, uh, emotionally explosive thing, for example. Yeah, that's good. I, I think a lot of it with, with something like that, like in the moment, it's just the... You, you'll have less and less of those negative responses as this just becomes kind of the habit of your life, right? Because, and I think firstly, like if you had anything like that, and, and we all maybe do from time to time, uh, go easy on yourself, you know, for, forgive yourself and don't be like, ah, I'm a failure now. It didn't work. I'm not spiritual. I'm not a real Christian, you know, because we're all still awakening to that. No, no one here would say, oh yeah, like I've never have any negative responses anymore, you know, uh, but they become less and less as, as we've been identifying more with who we really are, which is what truth therapy is. It's, it's saying, it's just speaking the truth over us, ultimately hearing it from Abba Jesus and Holy Spirit inside of us. And then, you know, sometimes we can make a practice or in whatever way Holy Spirit's leading us to do that. But as we're awakening more and more, it'll become easier and easier. And there, there, I can, I can testify that there definitely are times now where even when like someone will like, you know, do something rude to me and my response will actually be like the Sermon on the Mount. I'll be like, I'll be like, Oh, I'll turn my cheek. You know, this, it, usually it's, I feel the compassion of the Lord. I'm like, Oh, that person's just having a bad day and they flicked me off. Okay. You want to flick me off again? It's fine. I'm okay. You know, like, because, but that's just come from like feeling Abba Jesus and Holy Spirit inside me over, over some period of time. I don't want to say it takes however long. Cause I always, I hate giving it a time frame. but just as you do it over time, it becomes easier and easier. And if you mess up, just go easy on yourself, you know? So I, I think that's a, that's a big deal. A lot of times we're like, man, I, I missed it this time and now I've just qualified myself. Um, but the truth is we're all still awakening and it'll become less and less. So, yeah. In those moments, I wouldn't even try to do anything. It either, either it arises naturally, like you just love arises naturally or it doesn't. And if it doesn't, what's cool is you can always apologize later. You know, um, that's not to say like, that's an excuse to try, you know, just not care. But if you mess up, uh, a lot of times you can, when you realize it later, you can be like, I wish I would have responded this way. And a lot of people will actually receive a genuine uh, apology or some sort of attempt to make it right or clean up a mess, you know? So, yeah, but go easy on yourself. You know, it'll become less and less. <laughs> yeah. Yo, good stuff though. Good stuff. 
Xing Ning Ning. Yeah. Yeah, with a lot of this stuff, you know, um, again, people get frustrated when it doesn't work 100% of the time overnight. And I, I can say that a lot of times people hear the message, the finished work, and they think, okay, well, I believe in the finished work now. Why isn't it working 100% overnight? Why do I still sometimes feel negative things? Why do I still react a mean way? It's like, listen, listen, awakening. None of us have woken up to this message fully, and that's why we keep hearing it. That's why we need to keep hearing the gospel. That's what, that's what discipleship is about. That's what maturity is about. Maturity isn't becoming something that you're not. It's just becoming more consistent in the awareness of who you already are in Christ. Yes, I'm already whole, but just because I kind of little believe that and I can articulate it doesn't mean my being is resonating with it yet, or at least uh, uh, consciously, you know? So as we are awakening, as we hear more, we wake up to more and we, it naturally flows. In the meanwhile, have great grace with yourself because you're, God has great grace with you. He's not mad. He doesn't think you're a failure and disqualifying you. So yeah, 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 yeah. Super good. Um, Okay, point three in, in tonight's thing, and the last two points are going to be kind of short, but I just wanted to point out again, what are some specific examples? And then I want to ask you guys, what are, some, what are specific things that you like to kind of rehearse as your truth therapy? If you want to be intentional, say you're, you know, a lot of times, I want to tell you, the majority of the time, it's going to be Holy Spirit uh, sideswiping you with great revelation. Whoa. And sometimes we forget that because we've been so worried. We're like, oh, I'm not getting it enough. And then you forget that almost every day this week, Holy Spirit's reminded you of something about your identity. You know, so Holy Spirit is the true therapist, aka the wonderful counselor. Whoa. Uh, but what are some specific examples of, of things that we may be rehearsing or that I want to encourage you to rehearse, things that have helped me? Um, so some specific examples of things that Jesus is always communicating to us. If you're like, I'm, I'm asking Jesus what his thoughts are, what his emotions are right now, but I don't know. Well, here's a couple of them that scripture lays out, you know, um, and I just want to say them. So these are some things that I say that I rehearse. I encourage you to rehearse. One, uh, I am now perfectly in God's presence. I'm just going to say a couple of these affirmations. These are, these are true therapies. Okay. I am perfectly in God's presence. That's a good one. Remind yourself anytime you need, I reject anything that says that disagrees with that. I, you know, and again, this isn't, you don't have to, I'm going to give you practical things. Don't try to say these a thousand times or write them all over your house unless you feel a ton of life on that, or it'll just become an exhausting religious exercise and then you'll hate it. <laughs> okay. But somehow, in whatever way is life-giving, you find little phrases like this. So first one, I am now perfectly in God's presence. Whoa. Second one, I am in union with God now. Yeah, I am in union with God now. Third one, God is enjoying me fully. <laughs> Woo! These are two therapeutic thoughts, okay? Uh, another one, there is nothing wrong with me right now. <laughs> Yo, this is all based in the gospel. I'm, I don't have time to explain every one of these to you. You already know. Okay. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with me right now. Whoa. I mean, these are all things that will keep you whacked and in the fruit. Okay. Uh, another one. 
I am full of all the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> I am full of all the fruit of the Spirit. I reject any thought that disagrees with that, any emotion that disagrees with that, any desire that disagrees with that. I am always full of every fruit. Whoa, truth. This is truth. Um, another one. I have everything that Jesus has. <laughs> I have everything that Jesus has. I reject anything that disagrees with that. Oh, Keisha just dropped some into the chat. That was my next thing. I'm going to ask you guys to add onto this list, okay? Because these are going to be fun. Uh, and you maybe you can read that one then, Keisha. That would be great. Uh, another one is, nothing can stop my true destiny. Woo, nothing can stop my authentic destiny. Maybe that's something that you need to say over yourself. Whoa, maybe it's something you need to hear. Um, here's another one. I am not stuck. Woo, I am not stuck in anything. I'm not stuck geographically. I'm not stuck relationally. I'm not stuck mentally or emotionally. I'm not stuck in any way. Woo. Um, let's see. Another one. I have everything I need and more. <laughs> this is always the truth. Doesn't matter what your bank account says. It doesn't matter what your emotional feel like. The truth is you always have everything you need and more. You all, always, always. Whoa. Just say and more with me. Come on. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> I always have everything I need and more. Woo! Um, another one. I'm beautiful and worth loving. <laughs> Shing ding ding. It's the truth. It's absolutely the truth. Always. All, I reject any thought that disagrees with this. I am beautiful and always worth loving. Woo. And so is everyone else. That's another good one to add. Everyone else is too. Everyone's beautiful. Everyone is worth loving. Oh my God. All right, here's the last one I'm going to share. And then I want to invite if there's ones that you guys want, what, what are some to add? Um, I am whole and powerful in Christ. Ooh, this is always the truth. I am always whole. I'm always powerful in Christ. Whoa, glory, 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 glory. Okay, who else? I, I saw some already popping into the chat. Somebody else just speak a couple of them out. Yo, these are fun. I got some. I, yeah, I do it, bro. Hey, what's up? I do some of those in the morning. I love doing that in the morning when I start my day. Like first thing when I get out of bed, I start with the, I got my little mantras and I do, the, it's so cool. It gets me like get up and I got all of these from, most of them are from my mystical union from John Carter's book. Um, and like from reading that, cause I listen to it every day, that book. So I always pick up new stuff because one, one sentence just like jumps out of me every day. And I just, I, cause I can't get it all at once cause there's so much stuff in there. It's so packed. But the one thing that gets me like going in the morning was like, I wake up and I get that one that you said, we, I'm in union with Jesus. I'm in totally one with Jesus. That's, that's my major one. That's, that's my main doctrine, by the way. When I when someone asks me what doctrine do you believe, I, I say union with Jesus. That's my doctrine. And then the second one, the, the second one that I like is I'm as holy as Jesus is holy. I've got the same holiness. That means I I actually live that same holiness that he has. So I don't have to worry about all that. So like that's I just love that one. It's so good. Because uh, John was teaching about that one time. And then the other one is like I have the same relationship that Jesus has with the Father. 
So I don't have to produce my own relationship. I don't have to try like be have perfect relationship with God because I've already got it through Jesus. I've got that perfect relationship with the Father and with Jesus. And I don't even have to try. It's all there for me. I've got it. And that one gives me so much rest because that takes away all the striving of religion. Because before I had to think like, well, how can I get more close to God? I could try to be a better friend of God. Or I, I had so much pressure on me to try and do this. And it was such a it was such a work. And now that all that's gone, when you when you when you realize that, you don't have to do anything because you're already there. Uh, and I love that one that you said about how God enjoys you. Like he really enjoys you and it takes pleasure in you. Like every day. That, that one was so good. I'm going to put, that's one of my, I'm going to add that to my list of, that's so good. I, I'm also going to steal that one. That's really good. I love that one so much. You just mentioned. And then the other one is like that. I don't have a sin nature anymore. And that, that sanctification is not a process. Those two, they like knock me out because that means I don't have to try oh. and be, be improved or self-improvement. There's nothing I have to do. I'm totally perfect already and i'm totally sanctified already and uh and i don't have a sin nature so i don't have to fight any sin at all i don't have to do any temptation there's uh, God me from temptation already he's already done that at the cross so it's already been answered that prayer be me not in temptation because it's already there so that's that's a powerful one and then the other one was um yeah god's love obviously his inf infinite love just meditating on his infinite love that's that's a that's like a man that just kills any any like wrong thinking because you just know he loves you so much and just thinking about that infinite love it's not just love but it's just beyond my mind it's like so infinite and just getting lost in that infinite love that just that wow it's just infinite it's beyond what i can even think and then i'm seated in heavy places in christ jesus that one that i always get reminded of that from our prayer meetings because you always chatting about that so it's a really good reminder um seat in heavy places because you forget hey i'm not just here i'm also in heavy places at the same time and it's so powerful when you realize you're in heavenly places right now. You're not a one person in one place at one time. You're in two places all the time. You're constantly in heaven all the time. When you're working, when you're sleeping, when all the time, even when you're sleeping, you're in heaven in Jesus right now inside of Him. He's fire, inside fire. of you. And it's so powerful when you get a revelation that you're in Him in heaven right now. And it's not just a. It's not just words. That's real. That's in Ephesians. It says we are already in heavenly places right now. Not in some future time. We don't do wish for heavens in the future we already are there right now and it's so real all of us are in heaven right now in jesus hey move over you take up all the space here <laughs> guys <laughs> okay yeah you're right there you're right there in heaven right now <laughs> so there we go those are some things that, it, i love those things there's little mantras and little little bullet points that are man it's so good to have bullet points i'm gonna man <laughs> so good. One, of the, one of the things that's really helped me a lot because there's so much knowledge going around and you can get so sidetracked by so many different, too many, too much information sometimes. And you need those things just to, to summarize, summarize it down to, to simple points. It can make things so much easier for you. Yeah. Wow. Those are all so hammered, man. Yeah. You know, in, in any of these, we just ask, does this line up with the gospel? Does this line up with heaven on earth and union with Christ? Everything you said, bro. It's just, it's taking thoughts captive to the gospel. Yeah. Hammered, bro. Ryder, what do, you, what do you got, bro? Okay. So, like, something I've been telling myself on the daily is, like, Daniel Ryder, like, before I do anything, I just remind myself how addicted to Jesus I am. I'm just like, Daniel, you are a full-blown, like, addict to Jesus Christ, <laughs> like you, you are addicted to like 
the retard glory of God, you know, more than anything, you know, there's, of course, there's a bunch of good things in life, you know, and I love my family. I love my friends. I love um, hiking, whatever you name it. But like at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm addicted to love himself, you know, and I, I can't, I can't live without it. You know, I, I, I wouldn't exist without it, but I also, it's hard to go, a day without just like drinking in his love and just like saturating my whole being just with, with his glory, you know? So, so like I am addicted to Jesus Christ and him crucified. <laughs> That's a thought from heaven. My God, my God. Who else wants to share with us a little thought from heaven that you want to rehearse? <laughs> yes, Jesus triggers. <laughs> there were a couple in the chat too. Other uh, little song that I always like sing because I was once in like this church I went to. I I went to like the evening, and we had like these six-hour worship sessions every time, and I was like. And one time it was like, I just got this song. I didn't even hear the music around me. I stopped hearing the music and I got the song in my mind. And it's, I've been singing the song for the last four years. It's like my only song right now. And, and when I sing it, I like to see myself in heaven, in Jesus and Jesus in me. And I see like the whole heaven. I see like a vision of heaven. And I just, I saw heaven, like open, like a vision of heaven. And I get reminded when I sing that song, I get reminded of that vision. And I just see the whole thing again. I see heaven. And I just, I do that like all the time. I trigger, I trigger back into that song and it's called, it's the holy, holy, holy one. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy. And I see like an eternity. Like I don't see myself out of time moving into eternity. Like just like an eternal song of heaven and earth just meeting in eternity. Like we're just forever singing before the, the, the throne of God. Holy, holy, holy. And all the saints there, I see like everyone there. And we're just all worshiping in eternity outside time. And we just totally like full of the Holy Spirit. And we're totally in Jesus and Jesus in us. He's totally pulling us and we filling him. And I just see that, like, I just get triggered by that song anyway. So I just want to mention that as well. It's pretty cool. That, that, that keeps me going. That song. I sing it like every day, every day. I, it's not one day I haven't sung it. Like, and, and tr <laughs> I trigger, trigger myself. I just trigger that experience again all the time. I trigger that revelation. Every Thank you, Lord. <laughs> uh... Keisha said, I am living by the faith of Jesus. Whoa, that's a good one to say every day. I am living by the faith of Jesus. <laughs> Rebecca said, he is here with me now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to teach you a, a quick prayer, everybody. Okie dokie, Lord. <laughs> uh Dante said, my body is already healed. Jesus is the health of my body. Ding, 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 ding. Yep. Yep. I've got a few of them. Oh, drop it. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> 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 and I need to remind myself of these a lot more often, but um, I am not defined by any thing but Jesus 
In other words, none of the external stuff that we tend to let define each other. None of that defines us. Um, <laughs> and of course, Adrian mentioned the seated in heavenly places. Oh, that has blessed me so many times when I just find myself looking at a situation and especially when I want to pray about things and then just being able to see from a different perspective, like, yay, okay, I'm already seated in heavenly places. His joy is my strength. <laughs> uh, I used to hear that and think the joy of the Lord. In fact, I'm, you know, thinking I'm, I'm supposed to manufacture it, right? That's how I used to think of it. But it's the joy of the Lord is my strength. His joy is my strength. Not my joy. Joy. His yeah, joy. Lord, <laughs> and I've already died. Mm. All that stuff that I tend to get mad at myself over or whatever, it's already dead. <laughs> Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> Woo, whatever the dead man says has no authority. <laughs> it's not real. Come on, come on, come on. Sing, ding, ding. Wow, that's good, Brainy. I'm in you and you're in me. Woo, so many good ones dropping into the chat now. I can't even keep up. Whoa, every breath I breathe is Christological air. <laughs> There's one that I really love. It's um, I, uh, new creation realities. When I hear that phrase, new creation realities, something just triggers in me. Like my whole thinking goes out of the law mindset, out of that that like you can you can be angry with someone and then suddenly no, I'm a new creation. I can't be angry with nobody. I just love everyone. And, and what about this one? This one's really been triggering me lately. Uh, I am perfect agape love. In Jesus, like I just have the perfect love, like the fruit of the spirit, like you said, same thing, but it's basically the same one. I just, I just have the perfect love of Jesus, like the the, love, the same infinite love that Jesus has is flowing through me. Like I have that same love for everyone. That's that's pretty. That's basically what you said as well. There's a lot of glory. I I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I have no enemies. That is what I'm feeling. <laughs> Come on, that's cool. That's some good gospel, bro. Whoo. Every one of these has been uh, just another uh, facet of the good news, you know? And that, that's why in Second Corinthians 10, it's just as taking thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. So just what Christ accomplished for us. He took away all enemies. He made us a new creation. He gave us everything he has. He seated us in heavenly places. He gave us his joy. Like the list goes on and on. And as our mind is flooded with just the gospel, it's just thoughts being taken captive to the gospel. All of a sudden it feels like the gospel is true. We start to experience gospel fruit. Healing starts to happen. We, I, I don't know how to explain supernatural healing. I know it's already done. And as we become aware of it, it, it manifests in some way. We can't force it to manifest because it's already done. We can't grow our awareness, but we can listen to the, the gospel being spoken from our insides. 
uh, by Abba Jesus and Holy Spirit. And we just, all of these things, as the truth becomes lodged in our being in some way, again, all of us could write these things down. We could say them a thousand times that may or may not help, but it's just moments when they dawn upon us, you know, and if that's the Bible encourages us, set your mind on these things, whatever is true, whatever is noble, be transformed with the renewing of your mind, taking every thought captive to the Christ. So it's like, and I think, you know, as we, we could keep going on these lists. It's hammered. Keep writing them in there. If you're getting more, just type them in the chat. But uh, I want to encourage us. Like, there's th- there's these moments, and maybe tonight is one of those moments for you, where it's like you're just ruthless to like not believe anything else. Somehow, it's like I, I always get that word ruthlessness when it comes to lies. I'm like, I just will not tolerate another moment of lies. Now, of course, we all may like struggle with one from time to time. Don't feel bad, but like. There's like a moment. I just remember the moment when it dawned upon me that healing is a done deal. I remember as a lot of the old healing evangelists say, like there was a moment where it just became clear to me that healing was in the atonement. Um, Healing was done once and for all by his stripes. We were healed. And now like whenever something comes up that like, you know, there's a thousand uh, circumstances or words from other people or lies that come up to make you doubt that. But something just lodged in my being where I'm like, I won't entertain anything else. Like I just, I if, if something comes up, it's just become this habit in my being. It's almost like as soon as I hear some lie about like w- how he didn't heal us, something inside of me goes, by his stripes we were healed. Like right away, it just pops up now. By his stripes we were healed. Like to the point where I kind of annoy people sometimes by like, like kind of offend people because I just won't tolerate it, you know. Like, I don't tolerate, like, people talking about going to heaven after we die. I just don't tolerate it anymore. Like, if, if someone starts talking about going he- to heaven after we die, something inside of me just says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. We have come to the mountain of the living God. And maybe I don't always say it out loud. If I if it's not appropriate to say it out loud at that moment, my eyes just kind of gloss over. Because <laughs> my being has been lodged with this truth now, like, the truth therapy has locked in. So it's like, uh, but it, but there's these moments, you know, and, and only Holy spirit can really cause those moments to happen. But again, as we've said several times in this series, you're also not a victim. So never feel like, wow, that I wish Holy spirit would just bring me out of this lie. Listen, you could, you have the ability to just say, that's a lie. And you don't have to do a thousand things to like, just recognizing it as a lie is enough. You know, it's, when you once you label it a lie, it loses its power. Really, you know, um, it may not fully like change in that instant, but this is the only way to long-lasting transformation. The truth is what sets us free. That's why it's so important for to me to do this kind of a series um, and to say it again and again. Jesus said, "You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free." So there's something in that knowing of the truth. I get it. We're not becoming word of faith. Just say it, say it, say it enough. We're not trying to turn this into a work, but you will know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Oh, I love that one, Adrian. Today is the happiest day of my life. It's true. It's honestly true. Like you may not feel that way yet, but it's actually the truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every day with Jesus is better than the day before is actually the truth. Every day. (laughs) 
Oh my God. So mm. anything that says lack, anything that says stress, anything that says God is not with us, anything that says we're broken, anything that says humanity is bad, it's all a lie. We can take it captive and begin to experience something else. So glory, glory, glory. Um, does anybody want to add anything or any any questions? Anything as we close up? I was going to say, the one thing I was going to say was the other morning I was feeling sick and I woke up and I said, I'm already healed. And I kept on saying, I'm already healed. I said it like 500 times, I think. I said it for about 20 minutes. I kept on saying, I'm already healed. 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 And I actually started feeling better. And I went off to work and I didn't even feel sick anymore. After 500 times of saying, I'm already healed. By the time yeah, you know, it was so cool. I was like, just, I said, I'm already healed. I'm already healed. That's already done. Already, it's already healed. I'm already healed. I'm already healed. And I, I mean, that if it has whack on it, right? Like if you're feeling juice on it, because some people burn themselves out trying to do that. Like if you're, tr if you're self-initiated, but if you feel the ghost on it. Uh, I felt good about it. I felt like, Hey, I'm just going to, I'm not going to leave this bed. I'm not going to go be sick today. I'm not, I was like determined. I said, there's no ways I'm going to be sick today. I'm just going to carry on saying this until I actually believe it because uh, maybe I wasn't believing it at first, you know, but I kept on saying it. And eventually I heard it so many times. I thought, man, I'm already healed. <laughs> and I actually felt better. I didn't even feel sick afterwards. Like I, it was the fastest sickness. I, I just didn't write it. Normally I, I, you know, if I get stopped feeling sick, I get, it takes days and it gets worse and then it gets worse. And then it goes to the lungs. And I didn't even get any of that. It just went straight to the feeling better. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. Thank you, Jesus. So, so if you, if you can convince yourself, sometimes you got to sometimes you got to preach yourself out of a out of a bad, bad situation. You just got to keep preaching, and sometimes you just got to open your mouth and start talking to yourself and preaching to yourself the gospel. Yeah, you know, I I always disclaimer that because people do turn it into a work. But at the same time, a lot of the early healing evangelists would have said the same thing. I'm talking about guys like Wigglesworth, John G. Lake, uh, Maria Woodworth Etter. A lot of them would say, you know, just, you know, there's something about it, but I hope anytime we ever share in Jubilee, never turn that into your prescription for what to do. But if there's juice on it, that's, that's where it's at. You know, the, you know, Holy Spirit. And it sounds like Holy Spirit was leading you into that, bro. So that's a strength. Melinda. Yeah. It, just before Melinda shares, I want to say, um, let's just take a little time for comments, questions, or anything related to truth therapy because we're going to wrap this one up tonight so but yeah go ahead melinda so yeah one thing i i mean besides aside from the um side swiping of a car example that i gave a little earlier which was like an ex extreme example for me but a, a turning point with all of the truth therapy that we've been doing has been um and i i don't honestly i i don't know if i i have um i mean i've been reading the mirror bible i don't remember what else i was reading and i i just started um you know i guess it was the holy spirit revealing it to me because it was nothing that i produced obviously but um the whole thing about um that all all of this stuff or anything that I say was, um, oh, sorry, I, I don't know. I wish I could think of an exact thing because I can't think of the full thing.
thing I'm trying to say, but it was like, um, before I said anything, not feeling well, being upset, you know, I, I was healed already, whatever. Um, like the, the, the turning point for me with starting to really get this, so to speak, <laughs> was that, um, wait a minute, before I ever said this positive affirmation, before I ever believed it, um, this was already done in eternity be before I ever even thought it or said it. And um, I hope this is making sense, but for me, it was kind of significant with, um, and I forget what, what the turning point was. I, I might've said this the last time in, in one sense, but um, something I'll just say with the truth therapy and, you know, reading it in the mirror Bible and everything, it, it was um, that before I ever had this thought of Jesus healing me or that this was already done, it already happened. Oh, I think I said last week, but before I even had any negative thought about something, being rejected, whatever, like in eternity, I was already healed and accepted b before the negative thing even happened. I, I don't know. Is that making sense? <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying that, to word it in. That is exactly what yeah, happened. Yeah, like just the the whole thing with um. I I never um put it in perspective like that with um just I I don't know the whole eternity thing. I I can't explain it. It's it's so beautiful and and so awesome. And I I think I worded it a little better. I I hope last week. <laughs> Or something, no. but it, it's um a, a significant thing for me with um some stuff, other things that um I, I I don't remember the exact thing that I said, but it was like holy moly! Wait a minute, before I even had this thought, this was already dealt with in eternity before I even had this negative thought to begin with. Anyway, that's hope it makes sense. <laughs> it, that's it. Yeah, we're not just making positive declarations. Yes, that's what, yeah, exactly. That's what I, I kind of meant. Because I used yeah. to feel like all I was doing was making positive affirmations. Yes. Like, yeah. like rah, 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 go, 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 like a cheerleader kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Thank you, Matt. I don't know how to word it. <laughs> No, you nailed it. That's why it's truth therapy. It, it, these things sound yeah. so. Then we then we realize, oh my God, they're actually real. <laughs> like <laughs> that's and that's what sets the gospel apart from just you know positive thinking techniques. A lot of positive thinking techniques may be saying something like, "I'm great, I'm wonderful, I'm a good person." <laughs> you know, it's like, but when you actually connect with the fact that that is what the whole point of Christ's life, death and resurrection was here to communicate the finished work is more positive than any positive thinking technique. And it's actually real. It's, that's so good. Wow. Anybody else want to 
share a little thought revelation. I am hoping I'm not crossing a line here. Rebecca told a story and on Sunday, kind of relating to something that you had said earlier that actually that kind of reminded me of what Baxter Kruger had talked about when he was here. Like he had actually challenged everybody to ask Holy Spirit, are you in me? Ask Jesus, are you yes. are you really in me? Uh, if it's okay with you, Rebecca, I'd love for you to tell the story uh, that you told us on Sunday. I think she may have dropped out already, unfortunately. So you, you can either paraphrase or we can ask her next. Maybe we can ask her next time. Either way. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it was very simple, you know. You know, when somebody has come from a background of, of you know, not even believing that it's okay to feel God or it's okay to be happy or whatever. Uh, and And then you're hearing worship songs that are like, you know, all about his presence, his presence, his presence. And so she just asked, you know, what, what does all that mean? And uh, she, you know, she experienced it. And, and, you know, she didn't go into great detail or anything like that. But I just thought I that just to me was so beautiful because it's just that simplicity. It's like, we forget sometimes to ask you know when when we are trying to when we're trying to understand something or we're when we when we're trying to you know when they we feel like there's a disconnect somewhere you know it it's so the trinity loves it when we just come to him and say is this real you know, what do you think? What are you saying? You know, he just such simple, simple questions. And uh, are you in me? I don't feel you in me right now, but are you in me? <laughs> I think Trinity loves it. I think Papa loves it. Jesus loves it. Holy Spirit loves it when we ask those questions. So that, you know, because they want us to know them more than we even want to know them. So it's like, ah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> the simplicity. <laughs> Hello. That's so good. That is so good. That's it. You know, I like it it anytime I'm trying to encourage somebody or if they're coming to me for counsel or something, it's like just asking them like whose thoughts are those you know <laughs> is that is that a thought that you had together with all but jesus and the holy spirit whose emotions are those whose desires what is that true what is papa saying about that all man when we hear god's thoughts feel his emotions on any subject we get therapized Woo! yes shakira yeah, and a lot of times, I mean, there's all kinds of other good ways just to love on someone in some of those moments. You know, yeah, give a snack, a hug, a nap, 
take her easy, spend some time just doing something fun, doing something you love, you know, um, you don't always just need to get preached at or told to, well, have you prayed about it? You know, <laughs> like, but ultimately, I mean, those are the things that bring the significant like transformation when our, when our being is resonating with the gospel. So that's what true therapy is all about. I think we've summed it up in a four hours of teachings. <laughs> no, we've just scratched the surface, honestly, but it's been fun. Um, anybody else want to do a little last comment or, or question before we, uh, what if it's easy? Yes, Brett and Sammy. <laughs> That's what Katie says a lot. <laughs> oh, we got a couple of last comments. Uh, Kanika, what do you, what do you got to share, brother? Um, yeah, I was wondering about just, you know, the mind of Christ um, and our mind, you know, how, you know, it says we have the mind of Christ and, you know, Come the on. word have means to echo. Wow. And so it's, I'm just wondering, like, and I know it's not a how. And as I was pondering this, I was kind of thinking of it like, like, it's so fun. It's like a, like thinking like we have so much freedom in, in his self-control to it's just like thinking these thoughts it's not a burden it's like uh it's like this uh fun dance you know it's like it's it almost like art it's art you know and um but <laughs> i was just i was just thinking just about you know how we're one with him and, and sometimes it's 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 his thoughts and that's clearly like not our choice to think it like we know it's his thought but sometimes it is our choice <coughs> yes our choice, excuse me but uh yeah and, and also it was actually some other thing i i wanted to just quickly mention is just because i you know i i used to do a lot of drugs and just been through some traumatic stuff and whatever <coughs> and I'm i'm not a victim to that you know i've experienced so much freedom from it but that there was times in my journey or walk or whatever um that my mind was super sticky like it was hard like i didn't even want to engage with it so you know crowder's contemplation course really like helped me because it was like i'm just sinking down into my heart and just letting my mind kind of be but but i was also gently kind of re whole through holy spirit i was he was helping me reorient my mind to, you know, to the gospel perspective. And, but it was kind of tough because there was some like deep things that I was sorting through some fears and whatever. But I, I just love it when Holy Spirit like shows you the gospel and you have those like, like you said, boom. And like just an instant you get totally free in your experience. That's happened to me many times, but. I was also seeing it's you know it's like a circle a circular thing. I know it's it's probably not like the best language to use but you know cuz it is finished but sometimes we can circle back to that experience again just like when Brian Schultz breathed on me that time at Kainos and I it was like the it was I felt like it was the first day again that like I I knew Jesus was real. I was just totally free. I was like, "Yes." It was like what was yep. I even? It's like 
where where is that weird mind that i was in it's like it's not even there it's but 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 then i get back into it like yeah. a few days later and it's like what but but then but it's not as bad it wasn't as bad and then it's like so it's, i guess it's just we're lining up to, yeah just what do you have to say about that man i don't know if you want to say anything but yeah bro well it, it it's it's good because for, firstly the, the reason one of the reasons i changed the title of this series where i used to teach it on take call it taking thoughts captive but now i like a little bit more of the mystical truth therapy language because trying to move it away this isn't just about thoughts and it's not mental gymnastics even the word mind of christ there like the mind isn't about just thoughts like when like I, when the early church would have read the word mind and they even describe it in a lot of early Christian writings, like they use that. And we mentioned this once briefly in the series, but like the word now there is often translated as mind, but that would have meant like your entire, it's kind of like your soul, your subconscious, your, your being, which includes thoughts, but it includes emotions. It includes the whole of like your capacity to perceive, feel, think, and just and be conscious. So when Paul says, you know, we have the mind of Christ, he's not just saying we have the ability to think the thoughts that Jesus are thinking, but that's why I'm trying to bring it to like, it's thoughts, it's emotions, it's desires, it's everything of the personality of the soul and the, the, the depths of Jesus is able to be experienced by us and we already have it. So even when, you know, some ministries will emphasize we're being transformed by the renewing of their mind and that's all focused on thought life thought life, thought life, thought life. And it almost can quickly seem like mental gymnastics and people get tired and exhausted by trying to say the right words and like brainwash themselves. And, and the reality is, is like what, what it means to, to be transformed by the renewing of the mind is, is just when our being awakens to all that we've been given in Christ, not just that we think it, not just that we are trying to like, and that's only by the gift of the Holy Spirit revealing Jesus, which can happen in a million different ways. It's not a lot of us. If we have success in one little way, we try to prescribe it, and write a book that everyone else should do what we did. And that Holy Spirit will never uh, like anoint that very much. And it usually turn into death. Oh, love you, Daniel. Daniel's got to go. Love you, bro. Yeah, I know we're going long tonight. It's all good. But if anybody has to go, never feel bad. Glad you're here. But um. You know, even my book, High on God, I talk about that there are ways that Holy Spirit often uses. I, I call them that rather than spiritual disciplines or giving any prescription for any how-tos. I just say, here are ways that Holy Spirit often uses. And I list off in the book like 20 different ways, and that's not even a comprehensive list. Sometimes the church has called those spiritual disciplines. Like if you read your Bible, you're going to hear truth. If you pray, you're going to hear truth. If you spend time in fellowship, hopefully you're going to hear truth, you know? Like all of these are ways that where you can get truth therapy that where you, you know, it's the truth is spoken over you. Um, you can rehearse them. You can say them a hundred, 500 times like Adrian, but any of those ways, when we prescribe it to somebody else may or may not work because it has to be initiated by the Holy spirit and all awakening is by the power of the Holy spirit. And so if there's any participation where like say Brian Schultz breathes on you or something, that can work if it was initiated by the Holy Spirit. Then there's going to be whack on it, you know. Uh, there's going to be potential for transformation there and for truth to be absorbed, not just into your mind or your, your you know, your thoughts, but in your your whole mind, which is your whole being, your nous, your your 
your consciousness, your mind, will, emotions, soul, everything, everything that has to do with your, your distinct person waking up to what you already have. Because you do already have the mind of Christ. That's why even in Romans 12, 2, where it says we're being transformed by the renewing of the mind. If you look at it, the renewing of the mind is actually a noun there. It's not a process verb word. It's actually a noun because the renewing of the mind is already something you possess. And you're being transformed by realizing that you already have a transformed mind. And so in those, in any moment where you're like, man, I, I've been traumatized and I'm thinking all these wrong thoughts or these damaging thoughts or these evil thoughts or whatever. It's wait a second. Are you really thinking those thoughts or is that still just a projection upon you? Think for a moment, take a moment as you become more acquainted with what you really, there's something deeper going on than all of that there and that's called the in that's called the the presence of father son holy spirit and their thoughts inside of you and which one are you going to identify with you know so this is that that's why i took four sessions in a way to walk through some of this stuff because it's not just a quick like okay if you think the gospel enough times everything just goes fine <clears throat> there are there is some nuance to it but it's not complicated um and if it ever feels complicated, just sit there and just feel the glory, you know, have a drink of the glory. <laughs> just ask Holy Spirit to experience the truth. But that's going to come in a million different ways because God keeps it personal, unique, relational, and doesn't turn it into a religious formula. So anyway, wow. hope that helps. I don't know. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Yes, man. Thank you. Yo. Yo, thanks for asking, bro. That's a really good question. Uh, everyone has that question from time to time, I think, too. Uh, Adrian, what else do you want to share, bro? Or you just put your hand down? <laughs> oh, you're muted. That, that you was go. a really good question, Matt. Uh, man, Matt Nicola, I like that question that yeah. you just said. That was really good. Um, because, like, yeah, you get, like, it's like you have a whole new mindset all the time. It's like you just keep on seeing clearer and clearer. But you can go back to old mindsets if you if – you, if you want to, you can go into that wrong thinking again, and we can pick up an old template if you if you do. But you don't have to do that. You can just stay in the in the full glory zone template of, of God's love, and um, you can stay in that perfect thinking. And I just find like one of the biggest things, though. I think I don't know why, but I just got a feeling this might help somebody. Um, like when you got a thought, like <clears throat> and you and you're thinking thoughts, or is it is it got accusation in it? If it's got accusation, in it then you know that that's a bad source. So any thought that's got accusation, even if it's made up by you, even if it's your own thought, like, and you're accusing yourself, we accuse ourselves all the time. Like, we end up, like, helping the devil by accusing ourselves. We fight ourselves, and we end up becoming our own worst enemies. But you can actually, you can actually become a friend of me of yourself, and, I mean, of, of, your, of, your, of your old self, I mean, and you can actually, like, you can, you're not even worry about it. Oh, we're not going to worry about accusations. We're just going to, so you don't have to try too hard. Like, you just... Well, I'm not going to worry about that accusation. Uh, you know, I've got the accusation. Okay, 10 people accusing me this morning. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to take it. I'm not gonna, it might be true, but I'm going to give it to you, Jesus, and I'm going to just, I'm not going to like stress about it because as soon as you stress about it, you're entering into that battle, and then you're actually entering into a whole war that's not yours, and Jesus already won the battle. So you can actually enter into battles that sometimes you get tricked into battles that you're not supposed to be fighting. They're actually God's battles, and you just, you should be just chilling, getting high on Jesus and enjoying and looking face to face into Jesus' eyes and just enjoying being woven into the Trinity and being whacked. And and instead of fighting that battle, you 
that bell will just take you down the wrong road. It'll just take you into a whole another template, a, a religious template, like a false religion kind of Christianity template where you're trying to fight demons and fight things. And that doesn't work. It doesn't work. It, I can tell you, I've tried it many times. It doesn't work. The only thing that works is getting high on Jesus. That's the only thing that works. <laughs> Get higher and it's higher and just stay high and just, that's all that works. And, and stay away from accusation because those little accusations, they, they're subtle. They come in all the time. You can, you have them in, you have like 50, sometimes you can have 50 a day, like of coming at you of your own mind or someone else. And you just got to like, just brush them off. Just don't even, just ignore them. They're not even like, like a duck, just like water off a duck's back, you know, who cares? Oh, so what? I'm going to, Jesus, that's your, that's, that's not my problem. That's your problem. Jesus, I'm going to, I'm going to trust you to deal with that because I can't deal with it. I'm not going to worry about that. And it might even be true. Like the devil's sitting there like trying to accuse you and they might be true things. You don't, you don't have to deny them or fight them. They, they might be very true, but guess what? They're not true in the higher truth of, of your righteousness in God and your facing God, because that's the higher truth. Boom, bam, shabam, my dude. <laughs> Woo! You know what, too? Like, <clears throat> in all of this, it's just it's just good to remember, like, the truth works, uh, is doing the work. It's the word doing the work. It's the truth working like a special power. And... Uh, <laughs> because sometimes you know we think oh man i really i really want to get it and we want like all the fruit and all the stuff to be manifesting right now and we get frustrated if it isn't and we're wondering what am i missing what do i need to do but it's simply uh the truth sets you free and here, here's an example just like when you were you know if if you have struggles with different maybe it's self-image or self-worth or struggles with whatever it may be it's usually because lies were spoken about you or to you so many number of times that you finally believed them well the gospel works the same way so don't worry as you hear it enough times there comes this tipping point where all of a sudden you're just like, oh my god everything is a new creation everything does feel real there's like it at, the truth works like you, you can't change the reality of, of the fact that whatever we are taking into ourselves is garbage in, garbage out, or it's glory in, glory out, you know? And so as this glorious message touches your being, not just your intellect, but as your being is, is, is ministered to by the gospel, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can't help. It's, it's a domino effect. Eventually you're going to fall slain like a domino over the rest of your life, you know? And of course, sometimes it feels like three steps forward, two steps back, whatever, but you are getting drunker and drunker. More and more fruit is manifesting as this gospel is spoken over you by father, son, and Holy Spirit. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's just, you, you can maybe accelerate it a little bit or hinder it a little bit, but ultimately you can't stop it. The truth wins. The truth is being spoken over you. Um, it's And it doesn't depend on you. It depends on the good shepherd. It depends on the ministry of the power of the Holy Spirit that created the whole cosmos with a whisper. So as they speak their word over you, you are going to come into greater and greater clarity greater and greater manifestation, greater and greater whack. It's guaranteed, guys. So if you're worried that you're not getting it enough yet, or you're like, man, I wish I could speed this thing up. Listen, don't worry about it. Of course, you, you want to go with the flow of the Holy Spirit as you can. But, you know, even if we resist, he's still going to knock you off your ass like Paul. And his truth is going to prevail over your life. So 
it's just it's just good news even when we when we do a series on like true therapy or taking thoughts captive times we're like man i gotta figure out the best way to do it i want to apply this to my life oh. and we you know we will turn anything back into a religious work you know and the reality is this is holy spirit's job you can participate a little bit you know but he's the he's the big wheel and you're the tiny wheel that gets moved by the big wheel you know so <laughs> what's that old song the, the big wheel moves by the grace of god <laughs> it's it's true you know he the wheel within the wheel was all the wheels were were pushed by the holy spirit so yeah it's just really good to remember jesus yeah he took he took that wheel already so what's that meme you guys see that meme where jesus has a thousand steering wheels in his, in his living room <laughs> it's such good news guys that and and that's where the real peace comes in honestly when you realize that he actually saved the world and he's not gonna let you be the one that was too tough he, he no one gets away you know 100 sheep were were brought into the fold and there was even one missing he went and got the one. So if you feel like you're the one that can't figure it out, you're in perfect territory. You know, <laughs> you're in the perfect spot because he's he he makes sure all 100 get this. And, and it's by brainwashing us with the truth, you know. So, of course, you know, you want to participate with it. It's the fun. There's a joy in participating with it, speaking the truth over yourself, your your friends, your family, everybody. Um, but even if you forget and lose your way, uh, that you're, that's the, the commitment of the Holy Spirit is to lead us into all truth. Go back and look at that one. If you start to feel discouraged, remember the, the third person of the Trinity, Holy Spirit's primary role is to lead us into all truth, to wake us up to the new creation, to wake us up to Jesus. And uh, hallelujah. Um, I'm going to close with that. We've already gone almost two and a half hours tonight. So don't want to exhaust anybody, but uh, it was really fun guys. If you ever have any more questions on this stuff, you can always shoot us an email or a message or talk to people in here. Everyone loves each other in here. I know you all love each other. Uh, you know, you know, just keep fellowshipping. Um, we'll be back Sunday, 4 PM Eastern. We'll have worship with Dan Ricketts. Daniel Ricketts is leading. If you haven't heard him, you want to it's a lot of shinging mostly spontaneous gospel stuff um and then we'll have some general fellowship on sunday if you have a word you want to pray prayer requests release a testimony um then we will be back again next week at prayer party on monday night john almaguer is going to lead us next thursday night he's going to do some little teaching and uh got a lot of fun stuff coming up so Again, uh, if you're blessed by this and you want to support the ministry, we can keep doing these. Go to thefirehouseprojects.com. Give a little donation. There's a lot of whack. You know you want to go to thefirehouseprojects.com and drop a shig. Uh, otherwise, tonight was just fun. And hopefully this series was a, a blessing. And, uh, yeah, the jubilee continues. So, yay. Remember, the truth we're taking thoughts captive to is that there's nothing left but what's true in Jesus, <laughs> there's nothing left by, but Jesus's candy wonderland, uh, rainbow extravaganza, family reunion extraordinaire, nothing but lights, colors, and sounds of glory for you. Amen. Yo. All right, guys. 
Love you all. Good to see your faces. Thanks to everybody that shared tonight, too. Really rich. Super rich. Glad you guys made it. Ooh, see you next time. Thank you. Love you all.